This is episode 177, Get Over Your Fear of Not Belonging with Jesse. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I want to just take a moment and acknowledge all my listeners. I'm hearing from so many of you how much this podcast helps you and means the world to me to hear that. This podcast is one of my most favorite, favorite things that I do, and I'm so glad it supports you. And it says a lot about you that you listen. This is not always an easy podcast to listen to. We go deep here. You hear people being incredibly vulnerable. You may often be triggered by something you hear someone else or me say because it reminds you of something in your past or brings up something from your past. You've probably had a few confronting insights and you keep listening and you keep growing. And what's so amazing is that you're willing to do the work. You're not someone that's looking for a quick fix because you know there's no such thing. So thank you for being committed to the ongoing process of just growing in our consciousness. It doesn't always have to be hard, like sometimes are harder than others, but we're all here to learn and grow together. And just know you have my continued encouragement and support. I applaud your willingness to wake up, to take 100% responsibility for your life and step into the life you dream of and know you deserve. And please take advantage of all the other ways that that I can support you and we can connect as well. I have something new actually for you. You know, a lot of you ask me about my business. You know, definitely we get a lot of life questions on this show. And this is really a life coaching podcast. And I've also built a thriving business that enables me to do work that I love, make the impact that I really feel like I'm here to make and affords me the lifestyle that I've always dreamed of. And so I recorded a free audio for you where I discuss kind of the backstory of my business, how it came together, how I built it, big mistakes I've made, fears I've had to overcome, and the top strategies that I and we use on our team in our business to really help it thrive. So if you want to listen to that, you can grab a copy, you can grab a free download, just go to christinehassler.com slash business. Again, that's christinehassler.com slash business. So today I have a great call for you with Jessie. She's someone who has a lot of awareness about what's holding her back, yet can't seem to change her behavior, specifically when it comes to trusting others and having close connections and intimate relationships with people. So as you're listening to this call, consider, do you have a story you're carrying around from your past that seriously impacts your present in a not so great way? Are you from a divorced family? Do you see exactly how your limiting beliefs are limiting you, but you can't seem to change them? Do you struggle with vulnerability in intimate relationships? Do you have a lot of anxiety going into social situations? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Jesse. I want to acknowledge our sponsor for this show, which is BioClarity. They are a garden-given, skin-loving beauty brand that wants to help you achieve beautiful, naturally glowing skin. So what healthy eating does for your body, BioClarity does for your face. Their totally green skincare line offers essential products to help clear up and calm your skin or keep it balanced with daily nutrients. 
I'm using their line right now and I'm loving it. Literally, it's green, not just green in terms of green products, but when it comes out of the tube, it's green. Now, it doesn't turn green on your face, but I love that because I just know I'm getting all of the nutrients and natural process. They have different skincare routines you can pick from. They have a clear skin routine for combination oily or breakout prone skin, and they have the essentials routine for normal or dry skin. They also have a beautiful clarifying mask. It's just such, such yummy, yummy stuff. So here's your call to action. Take the first step toward healthier, more radiant skin by going to bioclarity.com. And right now for my listeners, when you purchase a skincare routine, you'll get a free clarifying mask with your order. That's a $25 value for free, but you need to enter my code over it at checkout. So go to bioclarity.com and use my code over it at checkout to get your free clarifying mask when you purchase a skincare routine. Jesse, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. Okay, so this is kind of a loaded question, but essentially it comes down to this deep feeling of unbelonging. I've identified it very recently. I've done a lot of work up until this point on other things in my life that have troubled me. But as far as this feeling of unbelonging, it's become very aware to me. Like, I do want to preface this by saying that, like, I have done a lot of work with podcasts and reading and therapy and and different counseling sessions and things like that. When I was five, my parents divorced. And since that point, I've been through five different divorces between them. And then... With my siblings, they're all half siblings. So we have different fathers. And I remember feeling this sense of unbelonging from the time I was very, very young, like probably about five years old when my parents divorced. Well, let me just, I just want to stop you for just a second Uh because I really want to make sure that I understand what you mean by unbelonging. What does that mean to you? And what does that feel like to you? And how does it show up in your life? What it feels like is that when I'm around a group of people or even my own family sometimes, this feeling of not fitting in, and I don't want to use that word fitting in just because I think that it it doesn't really accurately describe what I'm trying to say. I think just connecting, like I have a feeling of not being able to connect deeply with certain people, actually like a lot of people. And I do have close relationships in my life, but they're typically one-on-one. And when it comes to other people's families, this cohesive style of family where it's more, you know, mom and dad and the kids and there's no divorce and things like that. I've been so highly attracted to that in my life. Mm -hmm. I tend to gravitate towards those people. Mm -hmm. I want that for myself so desperately. And so when I'm presented with that, I can't be myself. I can't open up. I have a wall. It's like, I don't Mm -hmm. trust. Mm -hmm. Right. Of course not. Okay. So you said you've done a lot of work on this. Mm -hmm. What dots have you connected so far? I know that there's a little bit of anxiety here. So Mm -hmm. this might be a little bit of social anxiety. When I'm by myself, I have that ease and relaxation feeling. And I heard you saying on a podcast to someone else that they typically, you know, they feel relaxed when they're with themselves because they're not trying to please everybody all day. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of, that's me, you know, I'm a, I'm a people pleaser and I seek approval and things like that. And so you know, I feel safe when I'm by myself, but when I'm with people, I, I don't feel safe sometimes, things like that. And so it really, the way it shows up and the work I've done on it is just that, you know, exposure, more exposure to those environments that, 
that are causing me anxiety, but it's like, I, I have the awareness in my head. Okay. You know, you're going to go in front of these people. You're going to be a part of this. And, and then I clam up. It's like, I can't open up. I can't let down that wall and be vulnerable. Mm. And so I feel like I'm at a standstill. Okay. It feel you know, I'm, I'm aware of it, but okay. I don't know how to move past it. Okay. So close your eyes Okay. and take a deep breath. And I want you, and it might, it might show up quick or it might take you a moment to get there, but I want you to bring to your mind and your heart an image of you at five years old and tell me when you can see that. Mm -hmm. I've got it. Okay. And where are you? I'm at school. You're at school. What are you wearing? A white shirt with flowers on it and like these pink polka dot pants that I had. Mm, super cute. And when you see that little five-year-old girl, what do you observe about her? She's just joyous and laughing and mm. silly. Mm. Mm. So she really feels like she belongs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I want you to do is I want you to kind of jump into that scene. Like jump into that scene, like see yourself in present day, enter that classroom. Okay. And just walk up to her and get down to her level and say, hello. Hi. <laughs> and just ask her, ask her what she knows to be true about herself. What do you know to be true about yourself? Like, what do you think of you? That's probably a better question for a five-year-old. Yeah. What do you think of you? Yeah. What do you think of you? And I think she would say that I'm happy and I'm free. So, so hold on. And so instead of going, I think she would say, I want you to really drop in and become that five-year-old again. Like she's talking to you and talking first person. I'm free and happy and silly. And I just want to play with my friends. Mm -hmm. And... and I don't want to be serious. <laughs> I just want to run around. And I just, I am loved. Mm -hmm. And ask her, do you feel like you fit in? Do you feel like you belong? Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. Okay. So just stay there for a moment and notice how much you still have access to this part that she's still there. Yeah. And now I want you to ask her why she doesn't feel so safe to come out. She's still there. You just kind of left her in that classroom at five years old. But just ask, why don't, why don't you feel like you can come out and play anymore? What do you need from me? Yeah, what do you need from me? acceptance. I want to feel accepted mm -hmm. and not judged or rejected mm -hmm. or abandoned. Mm -hmm. Can you see in this that the one that's judging and rejecting and abandoning her is you? Yeah. That's been a theme in my life. Mm-hmm. But she's still there and you're still super connected to her, right? So you're making a choice to forget that this part of you is there. 
Yeah. So ask her what she needs from you, like actual beyond just acceptance and not being judged. What does she need from you? For me to just hold her and Mm -hmm. tell her I love her. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, Paul, this is great. Yeah, and you is. can tell her, you can tell her, and I'll tell her too. You know, there's going to be some stuff that happens that's going to make you buy into some stories and some lies. Because even five-year-olds understand the concept of lies. Yeah. And I just want you to know that this feeling right now of you feeling silly and like you want to play and like you belong, this is real. This is the truth. And there are going to be some things that you go through in your life that are going to be hard. But someday I'm going to come back and get you from this classroom. And you're going to be able to come and enjoy life as a grown up with me where we can belong and be silly and play and be free. Yeah. So ask her if she's willing to trust you again. Are you willing to trust me again? And I, she says yes. <laughs> Great. Great. So what's something that you can do for her? Check in with her. Mm-hmm. You know, just comfort her because she's innocent and naive. And Well, in some ways she sounds a lot smarter than you. yeah I guess that's true Mm -hmm. in terms of what she's believing right because she she has a lot of wisdom and the fact that you are so easily able to connect with that part of you like when I asked you to go back to five you went back to this you didn't go back to your parents getting a divorce I hardly remember how the divorce actually went down you know I just, I do remember being so happy up until that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's who you are. That's who you are. I'm confident. And yeah, I've lost that along the way, you know, and I've just, you've forgotten. I forgot. You've forgotten. forgotten, Yeah. But just this, I really want you to hear that the fact that you were able to connect to this part so easily is evidence that it's actually not that far forgotten. Yeah. So there's a payoff to holding on to the story of not belonging. And it's usually along the lines of you think it's keeping you safe. But all it's doing is moving you more and more away from the truth of who you are. From my point of view, you're trying to approach this from, I need to fix this. I need to heal my not belonging story. I need to push myself into just being with people and get over my past where really it's about, no, no, no. I just need to connect with that beautiful five-year-old and remember the truth of who I am and be vulnerable and also know that most other humans suffer from the same thing. We all feel like outsiders, Jesse, in our different ways. You're so not alone in this. And I think that there's what happened and there's what you've made it mean. And what you've made it mean is having way more power over you than what happened. Yeah. 
And I agree with that. And I hear exactly what you're saying. And I think um, it holds a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, what scares me is that not being able to connect or, or not remembering that part of me or not accessing this as easily as I'm able to right now in this moment with you. I worry that I'm going to sabotage like the future relationships I have. And I already have done that, you know, I mean, of course I've done that. And so I'm, I'm worried that when I am presented with the opportunity to have a marriage and you know children and things like that, that I'm going to inherently believe I don't deserve it or that I don't belong there too. Mm -hmm. Well, worry is just using your imagination poorly. So if you're going to visualize something, I suggest going to a better destination. Uh, Here's the thing, part of how we belong and have that feeling of belonging is we're vulnerable. So as you start to get close with someone, especially someone that you might marry, having this conversation about childhood wounding is incredibly important. I wish more couples did it. You know, I'm experiencing this in my relationship right now. It's not like we got together and all our childhood wounding was just done and we had nothing to work through. But because we both were aware of what our childhood wounding was and could speak it, the relationship actually helped heal the wounding. Mm -hmm. So you can go into a relationship, get close to someone and say, hey, this is what's happening for me. This is triggering a lot of loss and fear of abandonment because I haven't been able to trust relationships in my life. And I don't want that to happen. I don't want to sabotage it. I don't want to run it away. I don't want to let my fears lead. I mean, I'm putting words into your mouth, but I just want to reassure you there's an opportunity to talk through this stuff with another human before sabotaging the relationship. It doesn't have to be totally healed or totally gone. In fact, part of what might heal it is communicating it more honestly and vulnerably in intimate relationships. Mm. Yeah, I've had shame around it. And it's something that I've I've hid almost. Like I put on a good, brave face, you know, and I I have a wall, a limitation. I get up to that point with people and it's it's pretty far, but then I get to that limitation where it's like, nope, can't be silly, can't be vulnerable. Yeah. And so it's just a protection and obviously it's not protecting me at all. Um but yeah. And I'm aware, you know, I that's am. That's beautiful. And I, I, yeah. And, and, yeah. and honestly, my love, that's the first stage of the shift. You have the awareness. Now mm-hmm. you're more moving into the integration phase. Right. And the integration phase is going to require you connecting to that five-year-old and not abandoning her because that's what's really happening. It's just self-abandonment over and over and over again. So it's, yeah. it's not abandoning her. It's, it's using that bringing her into your life more, connecting to that part of you that knows all this stuff about feeling like you don't belong and you can't trust people is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. And, and then starting to vulnerably share because the only way that we, it's like, yes, trusting ourselves is a big part of it, but in order to trust other people, we have to start practicing putting ourselves in a situation where trust is required. And the only way to do that is to start being more vulnerable and honest in your relationships. So mm-hmm. instead of putting on the happy face, saying, I feel really nervous. I feel really self-conscious. I want to talk to you about something and I'm scared. Yeah, that gives me some anxiety to think about. <laughs> but, and I, and I agree that that is the way to start. Yeah. Okay. So let's see if we can, let's bring that anxiety up. So picture like talking you know, pictured like talking to someone. Okay. 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 Now 
let's say I came to you and I said, Jesse, I'm having an off day. I'm a little nervous about this podcast. I'm going to do my best, but I just want you to know I'm feeling a little tender today. How would that make you feel? I'd have compassion for you. And where's the anxiety? It's, it's not present for me. Correct. Why did I just do that? You're showing me that you were vulnerable and that I responded in a way that was vulnerable and compassionate. Right. So how do you think yeah. people are going to respond to you when you're vulnerable? What's vulnerability and compassion? <laughs> okay. So when we started the call, did you have any anxiety? Yes. Gosh, I was talking a mile a minute. <laughs> okay. And now is it less? Yes, it is. Because you're feeling vulnerability and compassion from me. Yep. Okay. So if you can keep reminding yourself that being vulnerable leads to relief, more vulnerability and compassion, and you put yourself in the other person's shoes, I think that will help with the anxiety. Because a lot of times when we're, when we're super triggered and time traveling, which is what's happening, like you are going to have an honest conversation with people and you're back in the house where parents are fighting or there's another divorce or there's just chaos, right? And mm -hmm. you say one word and you're told to shut up or whatever. Like I'm just taking you back to like different events. So it's like you're sort of time traveling when that anxiety comes up. You're not in the now. You get that, right? Oh, certainly, certainly, certainly. So when our brain is doing that, we've got to get it to go to a different place. And the place that I want you to take it to, because you're good with visualizing, you did it well with your five-year-old, is put yourself in the other person's mm -hmm. shoes okay. and see yourself through their eyes. See this person that you like and that you care about, seeing you coming to them with something that matters to you. And imagine how they would feel. Yeah. And I mean, that is a beautiful perspective. Um, you know, and it makes me, it kind of leads me to the question of, okay, let's say now I'm with a group of people that I don't really care, you know, about, or I don't know them as well. I'm not as close with them. And those feelings start rising up of the anxiety. And I, you know, I don't fit in here. I don't belong here. I, I don't feel like I would have the comfortability to just say, Oh, hey guys, like I'm really anxious right now in this Great. moment or I'm nervous. Great. This is yeah. where the five-year-old helps. So this is when okay. you tap into your five-year-old and you know that the superpower, one of the superpowers of children is curiosity. So mm -hmm. that's when you get super curious and you go up to somebody, you ask them a question, where'd you get your top? How do you guys know each other? Anything doesn't matter. Yeah. Just bring yeah. the five-year-old in and be curious. So how you stop the anxiety there is you become the, how I used to deal with my social anxiety is sometimes I would pretend that I was like an investigative journalist <laughs> and I had to go in and like ask people lots of questions. I would just give myself a role and go into that childlike quality of curiosity. And it did wonders to help with my social anxiety. Huh. And did you feel like there was ever a point, though, that you couldn't be vulnerable because of the social anxiety? Well, I practiced vulnerability with people I didn't have social anxiety with first. 
So I'd practice it with closer friends or family members or more intimate relationships or in women's groups. You know, I'd go to a lot of personal growth of events, not just like books and listening to things. I'd put myself in rooms with other humans. And that was a really safe way for me to start because I knew that it was a safe way to be vulnerable. So it was good practice. And so it, that's where I practice more the vulnerability and the authentic communication and telling the microscopic truth. And then mm-hmm. in more social situations where vulnerability, you know, it wasn't like sitting around in a circle, sharing your deepest thoughts. It wasn't a personal growth event. It was more social things or birthday parties or whatever it may be. Then I would just practice curiosity. Okay. I'd ask questions. I'd get to know people. Advice. Yeah. Because Really, you know, we're talking about belonging. So it's it's the vulnerability and we practice that in the more intimate ways until we feel a little safer doing it. And then it's the curiosity in the more social situations. You just get curious. Yeah. That's true. That is a great way to look at it. Yeah. 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 And I, it's, yeah, I'm so like, I'm highly sensitive too. I think I'm starting to research people that are highly sensitive and things like that. And so my awareness of other people is already there. You know, I'm, I'm aware of everybody in the room. And so I think taking this perspective of looking inward on how they would see me through their eyes, you know, based on the compassion that most human beings have, like, I do believe that that's a good way to look at it. And I hope that I can um, maintain this sort of a perspective. Well, I know you can, because what I'm hearing is you really don't want this story of unbelonging Mm-mm. to run the show anymore. No. And the truth is it's, it's not true. And also just be comforted by the fact that, you know, I've talked to thousands and thousands of people. This mm-hmm. is a very common thing. You're not alone in this. Yeah. You could walk yeah. into a room and... You could ask, hey, who else feels like they don't fit in? You know, I went to a birthday party last night and there were a lot of like influences there and well-known social media Mm. people and like all these kind of things. And I'm just in a place in my life where I'm just in a place of just radical self-acceptance. And, you know, I've just done a shit ton of work on myself and thank God I don't have the same social anxiety I used to. And I could see, and I just observed, not from a place of judgment, but I could see everybody's 14-year-old and 12-year-old, you know, at certain times, mm. like when people are first getting there and you don't know people and who you talk to and you go to the people you know and, you know, going to get a drink, even though you don't really need a drink, but you need something to do at a party because you don't know who to talk to, <laughs> you know, it's like that kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, how sweet, yep. like everybody feels that way. And so now, since I'm somebody that has dealt with that, like I find the person that seems like, seems socially anxious and I go and talk to that person. Mm. So over yeah, time, yeah. So over time, this will become uh, a service you provide as well. And I don't mean by a job, but it'll be one of the ways you bring more light into the world is helping the people that feel like they don't belong. I agree with you. And I can't wait for that day. <laughs> well, that day can be really soon. It depends on how committed you are to changing the story. Right. And not just in your mind, yeah. but in the way you are with yourself. I agree with you. It's something that I do think it's built up in my head to be more grand than it, that it needs to be, but it's just the little things that plague us. And yeah, it's definitely been eating at me. So I'm glad that we were able to have this conversation. Yes. Yes. So what is the truth? That I do belong Mm -hmm. and that I belong in myself. I belong with myself 
And that little girl deserves to be comforted and I'm here for her. And that the times that I feel abandoned, it's because I'm abandoning myself. Yep. Yep. And I've been aware of that concept in my life. I have a tendency to do that in general. And so it, yeah. it is kind of like a full circle thing right yeah. now. And now that you, so you've been aware of the concept and now it's about yeah. integrating, right? So it's about right. going and connecting to that five-year-old, which you did so beautifully on this call. And I suggest you continue doing so. Okay. I will. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you so much oh, for your time. My pleasure. My pleasure. I acknowledge Jesse so deeply for being so incredibly coachable and vulnerable on this call. So we'll break it down a little bit. The first thing I had to get clear on with Jesse because she was going into her whole story of diagnosing her problem, <laughs> of feeling like she doesn't belong. First thing I had to get clear on is what does that exactly mean to her? And I've said this before to all my coaches that listen, don't assume you know what people mean by their words. There's a lot of assumptions we make with languages. So we really, really want to dive in and go, all right, what does unbelonging mean to you? What does that look like? Let me get into your model of the world. And then once I got clear on that and she continued to go on with her story, it was clear to me I need to get her out of her story and into her body and into her feeling and into her memories. And so I had her connect with that five-year-old. And I said this on the call too, what was so fascinating about connecting to her five-year-old is she connected to the five-year-old that hadn't yet been impacted by a parent's divorce. She connected to the part of her that was really joyous and happy and felt like she belonged. And what that revealed to us on this call is she has far more access to this healthy, truthful part of her, like this part of her that didn't buy into any of the BS of the story of not belonging. It is there. It is evident. But because her mind spends so much time trying to figure out how to belong, it's like she's she's not going back enough to this healthy part. She's trying to go forward in her life without going back to this healthy part of her that can really help her. So I supported her in really connecting to that five-year-old that knows she belongs. Now, here's the thing about connecting to younger parts of us. Sometimes we're going back to younger parts that are really hurt or upset, and we're consoling them, and we're reassuring them, and we're helping them form new beliefs. We're helping them form new meanings from what happened, and we're rescuing them from those times, and we're bringing them to present day, and we're telling them they're safe and they're loved. And we also have access to our younger parts that weren't impacted by any trauma, that weren't impacted by any belief systems, that weren't buying into a negative story. And you saw a beautiful example of that today. Your younger parts, a little boy or a little girl inside of you, they have so much wisdom. So please don't go back just to your younger parts to console them. Also go back to your younger parts for wisdom because they can connect you to your joy and your play and your feeling of belonging. And the more Jesse connects that five-year-old who knows she belongs and is full of joy and is happy and is content, the more she'll have access to those feelings and the more she'll start showing up that way. The other thing we really worked on in this session is just really how to shift behavior so that she starts to feel like she can trust people again. Because we can do all the inner work. That's super, super important. Connecting with those younger parts, trusting ourselves, honoring our word with ourselves, all super duper important. And we live in an interdependent world. So a lot of times for things to shift, we have to practice with other people, especially when it comes to trust. So she's got to 
put this to the test by working to trust other people. But if she always sabotages and keeps people at a distance, then she's never going to be able to trust people. So what I advised her and what I also advise you is start in environments where it's a little safer. That's why in-person workshops, I've got my retreat coming up, christinehauser.com slash spring retreat and another one in Hawaii. So there's that if you trust me, you can always come to a workshop with me. And so that's, that's a good start. But whether or not it's me or not, find a community, a yoga class, a personal growth workshop, like somewhere where you can practice being vulnerable and opening up in front of other people and learn that no one's going to run out of the room or point at you and laugh, that it's really safe to be vulnerable. And then in your intimate relationship, so you don't sabotage them, own your stuff when it comes up. Say, I'm getting scared. I feel like I want to run. This is hard for me to talk about. This is why most intimate relationships fail, be it friendship or romantic relationships, is because rather than speaking the microscopic truth, rather than being vulnerable and just saying what we're scared of, we basically create what we're scared of. <laughs> we're, we're so scared of losing the relationship, but we don't speak it. We don't give the other opportunity to actually work through that with us. We just leave or run or sabotage it and we create our worst nightmare. So it's so much better and so much healthier to actually practice vulnerability and to speak up in relationships because then you have an opportunity to move through it. Now, in social situations, you're not going to walk into a party and be like, hey, everybody, I'm here. I just want you to know I'm feeling really nervous and a little shaky, and I think you're all judging me. I mean, <laughs> you're not going to do that. Not quite appropriate. So instead of practicing vulnerability in the more social situations, you practice curiosity, which is the superpower of the inner child. You just get super curious about people. You ask questions. You try to get into their heads and get out of yours. That helps a lot with social anxiety. And the final thing I'll say before I get into the takeaways is you guys, the feeling of not belonging is such a human epidemic. Oh my gosh. If you feel this way, like Jesse, you're so not alone. We all have felt that way from one time to another. I still sometimes walk into rooms and feel like that. I went to a party the other night and that feeling of, oh, I'm an outsider came up and I was just like, ooh, remember curiosity. Remember, all humans at some point feel they don't belong. I'm connected. I'm one. I'm loved. I'm just like everybody else here. All there is is love. And I just remind myself of those things and I come from my heart. And it, But it's taken time. It's taken time, but it hasn't taken tons of time. And so if you struggle with this feeling of not belonging, just know you don't have to struggle with it anymore. Like start to reach out, start to make those connections, start to ask for help. There's so many people that want you in their tribe, but you've got to believe, you've got to believe that you do belong because you do. You don't belong to everybody. Not every click, not every person likes me. I don't belong everywhere, but I don't want to belong everywhere. I want to find my people. That said, it's also important to give people a chance. Don't just assume you don't belong somewhere or that isn't going to be the right fit for you. Give it a shot you might be surprised. People really, as I've opened my heart and ditched this belief that I don't belong, people really have surprised me. And I found that people really are kind. People really are loving. People really are open. People really are generous. And there are people out there in the world who welcome you with open arms. So you do belong. 
some takeaways for you. Connect to that five-year-old or whatever part of you is super thriving. Connect to that part of you that's joyous and happy and free. And if you need a little help with that, you can always jump into my personal mastery course. I teach you how to connect to all those parts. I give you tools and techniques for it. So that's at christinehatzler.com slash mastery. Learn how to be vulnerable in safe places. Go to a workshop, go to an event, go to a meetup, go to a women's circle or men's circle and practice vulnerability in a safe space so you can see you can trust people. Speak your truth in intimate relationships. Instead of running away from those conversations, run toward them. And finally, practice the superpower of curiosity. Ask questions. The greatest way to belong in any kind of group is just to go in and be curious and ask questions. And then the beautiful thing is when you're curious about other people, they start to be curious about you and want to get to know you as well. So that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.